MNK Talk YA now presents Season 1 Recap. Welcome back to M&K Talk YA. I'm Katie Bradford. And I'm Marissa Snyder. And this is our Young Adult Fiction Podcast. And this week we're doing something a little bit different. It's our last episode before 2018 rings in, so we're doing a recap of our podcast year. Yay! We've done it basically, I mean we started... A year ago. We didn't get our first episode up a year ago, but like that's this true, is when I was like, I really need a podcast microphone for Christmas, Mom and Dad. And oh, like that's that. right. You got your Blue Yeti for Christmas. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Very cool. And we, I think we posted our first episode like on Valentine's Day, actually. I think you're right. Because <laughs> I always remember that as like our podcast anniversary is Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a holiday about love and we love YA fiction. We love so YA. It's a yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I actually have some really exciting news for you. I'm a little bit oh. embarrassed that this is news I have to share, but I thought you'd be happy to hear. Okay. Guess what I did today before we recorded? What? I went to the library and got a library card. Oh my god! <laughs> Finally! Oh my it's kind god. of embarrassing that I didn't have one. I've only been telling you to get one every week for the last I know. year. <laughs> I know, and every week I'm it's been on my to-do list, but I just haven't gotten around to doing it. So I finally I went today and I made James get one too. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so proud. So now we have library cards. But so I was feeling a little bit guilty, right? Because I was like, Oh, I don't have a library card. I like totally believe in libraries and reading and you know, think they're great. But free books for all. I came across an article also this week. That made me feel more justified that instead of going to the library, I just buy all the books and keep them. And my, I'm like being overrun by books. And the article was in was on Inc.com, and it was called "Why You Should Surround Yourself with More Books Than You'll Ever Have Time to Read." Oh, that's that's you right there. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it, like you shouldn't feel bad if you have too many books. Like if your to read pile is bigger than your I've read pile, because it's actually really healthy and good for you to be made aware of all the things you don't know. Oh, like it's kind of humbling to be like, there's so much out there that I haven't read. Yeah. Oh. And it's supposed to like promote your idea of learning anyways. And like being a lifelong learner has proven to make you stay healthier and be happier and make more money. So basically, I'm going to be really successful because I have a book buying problem. I'm, I'm going to spend all my money on more books, but, you know. <laughs> Let's hope you're very successful so you can afford all of the books. <laughs> that's, that's funny because I get such anxiety sometimes because my, my TBR list is always so, so long. Mm-hmm. And I have like some series that I know, like I really, really want to read them and I purposely put off reading them because the anticipation of reading them is like almost more enjoyable than actually reading the book. (laughs) Well, I'm always torn too, because I do, I feel like I read a lot and I can talk about lots and lots of books with people, but then there's also obviously so many books I've never read or that everyone's talking about. And I feel so Mm -hmm. behind all the time too. Same here. 
Like, I'm finally reading Cassandra Clare's books, and I've been wanting to read them forever because... I haven't read any of them. I used to read her Harry Potter fan fiction when I was in high school. Oh, cool. And I've, like, really wanted to read her books for the longest time, but just, like, I'm... The experience of, like, waiting to read them and, like, looking forward to them is so great that I just haven't read them. I completely just put it off for years and years and years. <laughs> so I'm finally reading them now. It's weird. It's it's an odd habit. <laughs> <laughs> well, an anti-library is a very good thing for your intellectual humility. So, you know, there's that, everybody. Go buy more books. Okay, well, I have news for you too, what? on the other hand, because you, so you buy all your books and I always get mine from the library. Yep. But for Christmas this year, as my gift to myself... I bought all the books we read <laughs> after the fact. I love it. Well, I actually I actually do feel guilty buying a book I've already read a little bit because I'm always kind of to that same point. There's so many books I haven't read if I'm going to spend money because I don't reread very often. So I'm like, That's true. you know, I don't want to buy it, but I love to lend things out. So for me, oh. it's like my excuse is like, oh, I'll buy it and then I'm going to read it and then I can, you know, share it with people. So <laughs> That's funny because I only buy books that I have read already because to me it's like if I read a book and I didn't like it then I kind of don't want it that's fair but if I know I love it then I like want to add it to my library and I think I think that might be a a healthier way to do it in some ways I like try like and I'm constantly rearranging all my bookshelves so I can be like this is where I want people to go so because it's always Mm -hmm. embarrassing if I'm like come borrow a book and I'm like I haven't read any on these three shelves (laughs) (laughs) I picked them all up last week Yeah. Also, did you know you can buy books at the library? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) There is like a used book section. Oh, there's like a first sale section? (laughs) Yeah. Well, there you go. We can both go and and come away happy (laughs) is what the moral of the story is. And we can we can borrow fifty things at a time. No way, fifty. Yeah, I might have heard her wrong, but that's what she said. But I was afraid to correct her in case. Oh my god! I was just like noted. I do have books from the library that I have for so long that I kind of forget that I need to take them back. Like I I forget that they I don't own them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I I just love having my own library. I love to lend them out, and if someone ask about a book like I love to be able to have them walk away with it yeah especially like because so many people won't remember or won't get to the library or won't get on Amazon or whatever yeah and and that's why like I like only having books that I know I like yeah no that's good but I liked every book we read every series that we read this year I really liked so I know we did we did a good job I'm kind of actually nervous for season two I feel like it can only go downhill (laughs) no that's not true Trust me, I, I'll show you my TBR list. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty big. I um, I actually, so so did you buy 20 books or did you have some of them already? So I that's, had some of them already. Okay, um, that's how many books we read this year, 20 books. Really? Okay. Yep. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense because we read, we did two episodes per book. Yep. Aww. And I think we've had 42 episodes. So some of those books I think were like the short story collections or the graphic yeah. novels. So, you know, we did a couple in one episode or whatever. But um, in total, we read 9,664 pages. What? So that means our average book was 483.2 pages long. That's actually really a lot longer than I would, would have thought. I guess winter. <laughs> okay, and that number, though, I, di- I didn't actually count the graphic novels or the shorts or the Grisha short stories in that one. So I only counted physical books that I okay. had that were like... So the shortest one there, I think, was Fairest, and the longest one we read yeah. was Cress. 
Crest was the longest one. Oh, I thought winter was going to be the longest one. Those two together definitely jacked the average up. Oh, no, you're right. Winter. Winter. Winter's okay. the longest. You're right. <laughs> Do you want to um, rank which series we liked from best to worst? I do, but I don't actually know if I know. I'm like, I thought I knew, and then I like was looking back through them all, and I was like, oh, but that one was so good, but that one was so good. All right, when we say worse, we just mean like the one we really, 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 really liked, but didn't like quite as much as all the other ones, because we liked all of them. Yeah. I think it's easy to pick my extremes, so I think... Okay, what's your, fr- what's your best? Ooh, actually, it's still really hard. <laughs> <laughs> my best is either Lunar Chronicles or Six of Crows. Oh, Okay. I think those are my two favorite. What about you? My favorite was Young Elite. Really? I was going to say Young Elite is my least. No way! Yeah. <laughs> Young Elite is my favorite, and I think after that, Shadow and Bone was my second. Six of Crows was my third favorite. Then Shades of Magic, then Lunar Chronicles, and then my least favorite was Red Rising. Oh, Red Rising would be my third favorite. Okay. I think I'm like almost the opposite of you, but I still like them all. So your first favorite was Six of Crows or the Lunar Chronicles? Yeah. And then probably Red Rising, and then Shadow and Bone, and then Shades of Magic, and then Young Elites. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that means between the two of us, (laughs) all of the books are our favorite. (laughs) But again, I would recommend even Young Elites, which I said was my least favorite, I would still like highly recommend it and love to talk about it with people. Same here. In fact, my coworker, I told my coworker about Red Rising because he um, read The Martian and really liked it. Mm -hmm. And he also listens to a lot of the same like podcast dramas that I like. Like we listen to We're Alive together and The Leviathan Chronicles. And so I was like, I think you're really going to like this because he has been reading and watching Game of Thrones. And it was at the point where he had been watching Game of Thrones like for the fifth consecutive time all the way through and I was just like we need to get you a new series that's too much game that's too many Game of Thrones you need something else (laughs) and so I told him about Red Rising and he's obsessed with it and he it's so funny because I'll get like work emails and they'll be like Darrow is in big trouble he just got stabbed by Cassius like (laughs) giving me like updates so it's kind of fun getting to revisit that it is funny. I would say that's the one that, like, doesn't belong the most. Like, I feel... Well, maybe not. Yeah, I would agree with you. But I feel like I would recommend that to, like, a different group of readers than I would recommend most of the other ones. Like, a lot of the other people, if they liked one of those series, I'd say check out another series. But Red Rising, I feel like I would maybe recommend to people who just read differently. Or sci-fi. Yeah, because it it's definitely feels like the least young adult to me, yeah. at least. Yeah, and it's the most sci-fi non-fantasy, really. I feel like there's mad... I guess also mm-hmm. Lunar Chronicles was kind of more sci-fi-y than fantasy, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there wasn't, like, magical powers quite the same way as there was in Young Elites, the Grisha world, yeah. or the parallel Londons. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah, I don't know. Because the... Uh, I, I think I take that back. I don't know if I agree with that statement. <laughs> the more I think about it, the less sure I am. Um, um, I... I also, so I did, I did, I just gathered a bunch of statistics because I'm like a numbers person. Okay. So we've had 2,208 total downloads. Okay. <laughs> and our, our most downloaded episode is Red Rising Part 1. Really? Oh, that surprises me. How many downloads are there? 105. What? But, so this is, these are our Podbean um, quotes. So I think if someone listens on our website, it doesn't count as a download. Because oh. you just click play. So I think it's people who've like downloaded on iTunes or downloaded on Podbean. So I think we gotcha. could have more. I'm not entirely sure about that, but I, that's my impression. Um, and Sender Part 2 is our second most downloaded episode, which 
I thought was just kind of like a funny yeah, thing. Yeah, what did you do there? so <laughs> exciting. And then um, 83% of our downloads in the last three months were in the U.S., but a lot of our downloads were in Haiti because <laughs> my sister oh, is a big follower. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> and 72% of our downloads were on iOS, so... Okay. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Some good stats for us. I feel like we have some good goals now. (laughs) Break 3,000 downloads. Yep. And I probably need to get a little bit more, dig into some of these stats a little bit more at some point. But um, in the last three months, one of our our most downloaded episodes was actually Super Fan Sunday with your sister. Oh, you know why? Because I emailed like everyone in my extended family and I was like, please listen to this. (laughs) That's a good reason, though. I mean, it that's is. part of why we do Super Fan Sunday is to kind of reach a different audience, you know, because you don't have to have read the book necessarily. It's a little bit shorter. And if you know that person, it's kind of an It's It's intro. fun if you know that person. Yeah. I was like, they're probably sick and tired of me by now, but they might want to <laughs> listen to my sister. <laughs> I honestly just did, I did a lot of research on like news and updates for every series, like if other books were coming out or if there was movie news. So what's the first one that's going to be a movie? Well, I mean, all of them are optioned, but I there's really no rhyme or reason to how books get made into movies and it's a <laughs> really long process. So I would be surprised if we saw any of them in the next few years. Okay. But, um. That's actually probably good. It's actually hard for me if I see a movie when the book is really fresh in my mind because then I'm just constantly comparing it to the book instead of appreciating it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, me too. I did read that I learned the actual name for a quadrology. Oh. It is not a quadrology. It is called a tetralogy. Oh, that kind of sounds cool, but I like quadrology. (laughs) Me too. Can that be our name for it? Sure. If we we read any more (laughs) for book series. We can have any name you want, obviously, (laughs) because we pick all of our own fan names too, so. That's true. Um, I, so I was reading about the Lunar Chronicles and the Wires and Nerve next graphic novel is coming out January 30th. Okay. It's called Gone Rogue. And there's going to be three ultimately, right? Or do you know? I thought there were only two. Oh, maybe there are. I just remembered when we read the first one, I didn't know that it was part of a bigger series. So I need to find out before we read the second if there's more to come or if everything is going to be resolved at the end. I think it's just two volumes, but they do have Lunar Chronicle adult coloring books, which look pretty exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't gotten any, but... I did just get Marissa Mayer's latest book, Renegades, and I'm reading it now. Ooh. And that's a two-book series, too. And it's about humans with superpowers. And it's pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. So that's the first one in the series? Yes. Okay. So I have to wait. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, because for um, Young Elites, Warcross came out, too, and I read that already. And that sequel's due in 2018. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have to reread all these books. <laughs> <laughs> when the second one comes out, because I always forget. No, especially because, yeah, in a series, it's always fun to reread right before, which is why my whole thing, my weird rules that I have for myself to maximize my reading, I just can't start a series unless I have them all. Well, we could do for next year some of the ones that have had releases in 2017 and are going to have new releases in 2018. So we could do, like, if we wanted to do Warcross, we could just time it. Yep. And I think it would be fun if we could interact with more authors, which I know we've talked about before. Ooh, me too, but that makes me so nervous. I know. (laughs) Although podcasting used to make me so nervous. That's a lie. It still makes me nervous, but... (laughs) Yeah, who are we kidding? What do you think? I was trying to think about just, like, the whole experience we've gone through with our podcast. 
like the number of times where we've deleted half the audio or Ugh. the times we were like calling each other and trying to Skype each other and like couldn't hear each other or like, what do you think has been? It's really come a long way, you know? It really has. You know, I was thinking about, like, my worst memory and my best memory. Mm -hmm. And by far, my best memory was when it was Six of Crows Part 1, when you called because you were like, we need to test our audio. Like, (laughs) let's just do a test run. And it was our week off. And I was, like, being so grouchy because I was like, it's our week off. I don't want to do this. And you honestly, like, just wanted to get me on the phone so that you could tell me you and James were engaged yep. <laughs> and that was like such a, a cool surprise because you totally fooled me but then I was I was just like mad at myself because I was being such a brat and, I, and like you can hear it in the audio I'm like hey what's up like, why are we doing this do audio this? test <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely my best memory that's funny I think what was your best memory well, I was, I was, this might just be recency or whatever, but our last episode that you were editing, you texted me like the next day and said only part of the audio came through and I just had a panic attack that like this far in the game, we still weren't recording all of our audio because <laughs> it's so frustrating when we have a good episode and then we try to like recreate it and it's like awkward because we're like trying too hard to remember what we said naturally. Yep. So that was, I think, one of the funniest things that I was thinking of. Well, my worst memory was, gosh, I don't even remember what episode it was. It was early on because it was when I moved. Oh, yeah. And I didn't have the internet in my new place. And so it, we were like due to record and I didn't have the internet. And I was like, okay, I, I have to go back to my old apartment because we like still had the <laughs> keys. So I, I and then I was going to drive over and our car died. And so I had no car and I like had to get to the house. And I was like juggling my computer and my microphone. and It was freezing. And I took an Uber back to my old apartment and I set up and I was recording in a completely empty apartment, just sitting on the floor. (laughs) I remember the echoing. And it was so late (laughs) and I was so tired. And then that was the episode where we finished recording and I lost the entire thing (laughs) and we we couldn't recover it. And so I was just like, (laughs) I did all this for nothing. And that was a really low point. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, Yeah, we've had, we've definitely had highs and lows. I think one of the most fun things I've done is when I was in Chicago and we recorded an episode together live. Oh yeah. That was really fun. That was the best face to face. And that one time when my sister was just like, Oh, here's a microphone. Let me talk into it. And we like came up with the super fan Sunday idea because I recorded part of it. (laughs) That was fun too. (laughs) Also the, um, in the young elites part two, the muffin joke. (laughs) I I never re-listen to our episodes because it's too embarrassing, but I go back and I listen to that part of the episode if I'm having like a bad day at work <laughs> because like listening to you struggle to breathe and tell that joke is just so funny. That's great. <laughs> it's the best. Oh man. So what is your, I don't even know if I've ever asked you this, what is your like podcast routine? Like obviously I talk to you when we're recording and usually for a few minutes before and we like email throughout the week, but What's your, like, how do you prepare to go, like, do you have, like, a routine that you go through personally to, like, I don't know, get get um, psyched? To get psyched? I don't know. I- <laughs> no, I, I used to. I used to do this whole thing with, like, aromatherapy. I would, like, put my peppermint oil in the background and have, like, half a beer to relax. But now, honestly, it's just, like, as soon as I can, like, shovel dinner in my mouth and set up the computer and make sure everything's working right, I'm, like, kind of down to the wire. <laughs> 
And you always, you take notes in your notebooks, your detective notebooks, right? While you're reading. I do. I'm, yeah, I like, I read a lot on this, on the, my commute to work because I commute an hour. Mm-hmm. And so I usually read on the train and write notes on the train. And it's so hard because I take a shuttle. I, have, I transfer to a shuttle and the shuttle is the bounciest shuttle. <laughs> it's like being on a huge school bus with no seatbelts and you're just being jostled around. <laughs> and so my notes are just, it's read it's sometimes impossible to read them because it's so bouncy and and terrible so when I'm reading I first of all I always start the book like two days whatever part we're reading like two days before we're recording and like no matter how many pages we have to read I like I'm always so stressed to actually finish in time you probably notice when I'm like I still have to do my research (laughs) we'll be like recording you'll be like I still have 50 pages left I think I've always gotten it done, or maybe, like, at least by the time we've recorded, I've gotten it done, but I always push it, because I want it to be fresh, and I try to, like, read books in between, Yeah. and whatnot, so. Same here. But I... Do you take notes in a journal? No, I usually don't. Usually what I do is I take pictures of, like, pages <laughs> or phrases that I want to, like, remember later, and so then before I do my research, I go through and look at all my pictures and try to make sense of what... Oh it's, like, such a mess. <laughs> remember on what page you were supposed to like what you're supposed to read well so I'll like zoom in on a paragraph or like and sometimes I'll put notes in my phone occasionally I do (laughs) I also have a lot of note cards I write on I have note cards everywhere so I write things on note cards but then I like lose them so you've given me some really (laughs) nice notebooks and I always try to like they'll have character names but it's always like I've me translating my notes right before we record into the notebook like I don't use the notebook well enough in the process kind of a pain to take notes but it is so nice because I usually start the book like right after we're done recording and then I usually have like two days where I've I've already finished it so then I just go through and I read my notes and it's like I get this little synopsis and it's very helpful yeah but it is a pain. I mean, the notes I take are really extensive, and that's kind of a pain. But Well, it's, I would say like 80% of the time, I look at whatever I took a picture of, and I know the idea, or I remember the quote, or if, you know, if I read a few lines of it, it makes sense. But like 20% of the time, I'm like, what was I thinking? Or what was even... Ha-? I'm like, who is this character? <laughs> but yeah. So it's it's um, not the best. It's funny how in the whole process, reading is like the, the quickest part. Yeah. You know, like it takes so much longer to like research. And, yeah. Well, and it's so enjoyable. It's not work you know that's true yeah and I like editing honestly too a lot I think that's super fun I like it more now that I've gotten like there's certain things that I can do quicker I kind of know some tricks and also using James's computer my laptop that I used it originally was just so slow yeah yeah that makes a huge difference but it still takes me a long time it takes me like three times as long as we recorded to edit like to do an hour episode it takes me like three hours to edit three hours I would say that's about right because I usually do it in like three sessions and I spend like like an hour at each session. Yeah, so. You, you know what's like my favorite part that's really become the best part of it for me is I love writing the descriptions I know you do. that we post every episode. <laughs> and you're so good at it. I feel like I always try to give you like something to work with, but I, I would feel more guilty if I thought you didn't like it or whatever, but I'm like, she is really good and enjoys it, so. <laughs> I love that you give me ideas because a lot of times like I just can't think of anything. And then as soon as you send me ideas, I'm like, okay, I can turn this into something that works really well in a description. It's just nice because like I'm 
I am a writer in real life, but like not the fun kind. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. So it's nice to be able to like do some fun writing on the side, you know? So that's when I take notes. So what we do, we alternate who edits each week. And so hypothetically, we both, so we record our audio separately, send each other the file, put it together, add the intro and conclusion piece, you know, clean up the audio, line things up if we're talking over each other, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if I... Get the dog barking out. Yeah, which I never get all of it out, but we try. <laughs> but if I edit it, then I'll send it to you and you'll listen to it and maybe make a change or make a suggestion if something's still weird. Mm-hmm. And then you'll post that week and then vice versa the next week, you'll right. edit and send it to me. So I always take notes when I listen to it, again, to help with the... But that's why, like, my notes are never, like, clever. My notes are like, we should talk about maggot cheese. And then, like... But that's helpful because, like, I forget. Yeah, then you turn it into, like, a clever phrase. So it, it works. Yeah. Well, and also I just was realizing, like, you can always tell who edited an episode because whoever is speaking in the beginning when we do M&K Talk YA now presents. That's true. You yep. know, it, it was, it was ever voice that is, is who edited that episode. <laughs> yep. But it is. It's, I mean, especially to do an episode a week, it's actually a lot of work. Inter- like, I spend a lot of time prepping, editing. Researching. Yeah. Recording is the second easiest thing. Reading is the easiest, then recording, and then everything else, yeah, takes a lot of time. What's What was your most fun thing to research this year? That's a good question. I was trying to think about that earlier. I think, really, some of my favorite research we've done is still the Lunar Chronicles. Like, the, like it... Oh, the fairy tales. It was so, you know, like, we kind of knew what to start with. I feel like since then, sometimes each week I'm like, ah, where do I go with this or whatever. Um, and then my mm-hmm. my second favorite thing is anytime we talk about how to survive something. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Cold water, space, whatever. Pirate sinking ships. You know, I like all of it. But uh-huh. um, I think those are probably my two favorite. What about you? How to fight demon possession. <laughs> um, I think my favorite thing that I researched was dueling when we did, um, what was it? I think it was Red Rising. It was Golden Sun Part 1, and we re- I researched dueling, and it, it made me laugh because I just saw Hamilton in Chicago, and there's this whole part about, like, the rules of dueling, and they were talking about how, like, you send in your seconds to set the story straight, and you have a medic on site, and he turns around so he can have deniability, and, like, there's all these rules, and when I was watching that, I was thinking of the um, research that I did for Red Rising, and I was just like, oh, I should have just watched Hamilton. Like, I would have gotten all my research done, like, in one swoop. And it, I actually, I really like research. It's a good excuse to, like, find out something that I wouldn't know otherwise, or, like, maybe I'm interested in. I also liked everything I did with, like, pickpocketing and, like, <laughs> the whole Six of Crows research path was, like, that was really fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you always have a talking point. Yeah. Like, we spent so much time at our Thanksgiving dinner talking about the Mandela effect. Because everyone cool. was so fascinated by it. And, like, you always have something interesting to talk about that blows people's minds. And it's always fun to hear what you researched. Especially, I love yeah. it when I think you're going to research something so I don't research it and I'm partially right. Or even if we research something related, but, like, you just, your mind thinks differently than mine and you, like, went down a completely different path. Yeah, you're good at predicting what I'm going to research. <laughs> you really good. You just know me so well. But 
But yeah, it's like the one where I was struggling was the one about it. One of the Shades of Magic ones. I was just like, I honestly have no idea what to research. And then you brought out the whole thing with glass eyes and like eyeball prosthetics. And I was like, I would never have thought (laughs) to research that. But then one of my friends emailed me and he was like, I can't believe so many people lose eyes every year. (laughs) Like he was listening to it and like that fact like stuck with him and he like actually emailed me about it to tell me. I love when people reach out and tell us about stuff that Mm -hmm. either stood out to them or they thought was funny or even like my sister will reach out about a story about that I told about us and she'll be like wait like that like like she was like you used to talk to the ocean (laughs) but um I actually I have these two friends and they both listen to our podcast and I think they get a little bit something different out of it each of them but actually earlier today they messaged me and they were like oh did we tell you we decided we're gonna start a podcast and I was really excited because I was like I'll definitely follow you like if you want any tips like tell me everything and their names are Steph and Josh and they said they're gonna start a podcast called S&J Talk YA no (laughs) and they're they're just gonna disagree with everything we say they're joking (laughs) 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 but but I was like, haha, wait, like, are you, like, how serious are you? And then I was like, do you disagree? Do you, like, have completely different, because I was just curious, too, do you have completely different opinions about stuff? But they were just saying all like, this, by the domain name. all this funny stuff, like, no, we think if you see, if you're on a sinking ship and you see rats running up, you should head down lower because obviously there'd be no rats down there. So I guess they just, like, have, like, this funny, when they're both listening to it, like, game that They'll they play. Like the yeah. <laughs> That like deny everything we say, <laughs> or like poke holes in all the research we do. <laughs> I, I thought it would be. I was kind of like that would actually be kind of a fun like segment you could do sometime <laughs> on our show. Oh my but. god! Quick, get that name trademarked real fast <laughs> so they can't use it. They won't have all the cool graphics oh, and everything that <laughs> we have. Oh my gosh. So, um, I had some other kind of character questions for you. Oh, okay. So, we've read six series, is that what we said? Six different mm-hmm. worlds, really. Six completely different yes. main characters, objectives, skills, etc. Lots of pirates, but still very different. If you so many had to put together a crew for some kind of mission, and you could pick three characters from any of the series, it can be a cross series, who would you pick? For a mission? Like to, like, like to save the world? Yeah. Or to like do something bad? <sighs> I mean, that's, I feel like picking too much is too, it's kind of iffy. It's a, it'll save the world, but there can be, there can be selfish gains in it as well. How about that? Um, definitely Kaz. Yeah. Because we need a mastermind and that won't be me. Um, Cress, because she's got really good technology skills. That would be good. And I would say Kel, because I want some magic, like in case we need some magic. I was going to say you pick no one magical. Okay. Oh no, I got Kel in there. I feel like. Well, what about you? Well, I would just be like, I would be like, I want Thorn and <laughs> and Nikolai and Nikolai and, and Kel or, or uh, <laughs> uh, not Kel. What's his name? Alucard. <laughs> I just want like. <laughs> Although, how funny would it be if you had those three? Because they're kind of similar personality and like fill the same role in a group. I wonder what they would be like together. I feel like they would either be best bros, like they would have an instant bromance, or they would just hate each other. There's no in between. Yeah, I feel like it would be actually kind of funny to like see the competition between them to like try to be the the you know uh, the most charming. That's the word. Yep. So. Oh, really? Is that your three? No, no, that was my selfish three. Um, okay. okay, so let's think. I actually feel like I would maybe pick Darrow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who would I pick for my magical person? Uh, Nina. I'm trying to do different oh, different people choice. than you, but a different mix. And maybe Cinder, because she's got some multi skills and oh, that's a different. True. She's got that cool hand. Yeah, she can like read things on her eyeballs. That's good. That's good. It's good to pick people who have different skills than you. Yeah. I can just read well and fast. That's it. <laughs> well, I actually, I think Kaz was a really good choice, but I want to be the mission leader, so I feel like I couldn't do that oh. with Kaz, so. Okay. No, I'm happy to let someone else plan <laughs> I will be his, the Inej to his Kaz. I didn't say it would, it would work out or be good. I just said I wanted to <laughs> take the credit or blame. <laughs> you just want to try really hard. <laughs> Well, okay, I had a question. If you, first of all, all right, two questions. Okay. Of all the romantic pairings that we've had, I want to know who's your favorite romantic pairing. Okay. And then I want to know who, which two characters you would ship together from different series. Okay, the shipping together from different series is so hard because I feel like everyone kind of, like, it's weird to, like, break up a pair that works, you know? Yeah, that's So that's, true. like, the hardest one for me to come up but with. But I'm going to make you do it. I know. <laughs> um, probably my favorite pairing, it might actually be Scarlet and Wolf, or whatever his real name was. Oh, yeah. kind of like them. Zev. What was his name again? Zev. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or... Which we pronounced Zev the entire time we were reading <laughs> it, and then, and then Lauren was like, you know it's Zev, right? That's, like, actually a name, like a common name. And I was like, oh, nope. Obviously, no, we know nothing. Oh, <laughs> Although, boy. you know, one of my one of my favorite quotes or sayings or whatever is, if someone pronounces something wrong, don't make fun of them because they learned it in a book. And I'm like, yeah, I can't <laughs> speak English, but I know a lot of words because I read them. <laughs> I just know how they look in my brain. <laughs> who would you, who would be your okay, favorite? Okay, so parent? Scarlet and Wolf. Um, I think either Kaz and Inez, just because they're both so messed up but are trying so hard. Yeah, and I admire that. Or um, Alucard and Rye. Oh, Alucard and Rye would probably be my second choice too. I think I was trying to think back too far and I forgot about the the recent example. I um, yeah, I don't know. But for shipping across series. Yeah, what do you think? Okay, I actually... Well, you know that I want Nina and Nikolai to get together. Yeah. When the King of Scars comes out. But that doesn't really count as shipping across series. I know. Okay. I know. That's not coming out until winter 2019, by the way, which is just too far away. Winter when? King of Scars. 2019? Winter 2019. Oh my goodness. I know. Like, what? I I don't even know where I'll be. (laughs) Wait, who was Alina's love interest again in Young Elites? What was his name again? Mal? No, or not Alina. Uh, Not, not. Wait, Young Elites. Who was the person in Young Elites? Adelina. Who was Adelina's love interest? Magiano. Magiano. First Enzo, then Magiano. What about Magiano and Nina? Oh, I could see that. Because he's like kind of a fun, loving trickster. I was going to pair together Kaz and Adelina. Oh, that could actually be really good. Except that could be yeah. like really, like they don't have enough good to bow. <laughs> like you need someone a little more morally. I know, but that's what I kind of like. <laughs> I kind of like that. I just feel like they could together could do so much damage. They could. That's true. But I like it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I could I could see Maggiano and Nina for sure. Who is, I like can't remember anyone's name right now. I should have my notes out. Um, who is Nina's actual pairing, the guy who died? Matthias. Matthias. What about Matthias and Lila? How funny would that be? Oh, God, they would hate each other. <laughs> but it could be like kind of like Nina and Matthias, <laughs> but like darker. <laughs> no. 
No way, because Matthias is like all about honor and doing. He's like he's so lawful good. It's not even funny. Yeah, and she is There's just not like enough. pure chaos. Okay, what about Matthias and? I could see him in Cress. I was gonna say someone from the Lunar Chronicles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what if we? What or if winter? we had to? Ooh, winter. What if we had to pair two villains together from a different series? Like a romantic pairing of villains, or it doesn't have to be romantic. Even like if they were gonna dually take over multiple worlds, who would team oh, up? Like the worst power couple ever. Yeah. Um. Gosh. Okay. Well, I think <gasps> the jackal. Oh, what? You had an idea? You guessed. No, but this is for something else. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right. I think the jackal is like the worst villain out of every series we read, or Astrid and Athos. Yeah. Because those like two were the only villains who like didn't have a backstory that made you really empathize with them a little bit or like you you never really got to understand why they became villains and I think for all the other ones you know they were they were complicated villains yeah and but the, those two Astrid and Athos and the Jackal I think were just pure evil so I think them three together would be pretty horrific that would be bad okay what about this what is about more you? of a this is back to the romantic thing what about okay. Severo and Lila yes wouldn't that be good that would be great. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay. Um, I, but I forgot to think about, okay, bad guys teaming up together. I don't know. Lavana is still one of my favorite villains. Yeah. She would be good with... Um, what about... Isn't there someone else who mind-controlled people? What about the young elites guy? Taryn? Yeah. Yeah, I find... It's just hard to think of him as a villain, because, like, he does... He redeems himself at the end, and he, like... That's true. helping them at the end. That's true. I don't know. What about the Darkling and Lavana? Yeah, I like that. Because they're both, like... I I think that they both are, like, really big on appearances, kind of. And they both, like, could be saved, but they've also passed up so many opportunities to be saved that, like, the odds are slim. And they're both so seductive. Yeah. You know, like, they're two sexy villains, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they love... They just want power. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Power and control. Yeah, cool. Which world Um, would you want to live in most? Oh, that's easy. Red London from Shades of Magic. If I had... For sure. If I had powers. If I had powers. I would be friends with Kala, and I would just rent all of her clothes all the time. I feel like... <laughs> what about you? I'm thinking... Again, in like so many of them, it really depends on who I was, except for... I feel like Lunar Chronicles, I would enjoy living there regardless of who I was. But you'd be mind-controlled. Not necessarily. I guess if you just lived in France. If I lived on Earth <laughs> and I could, like, Earth. have cyborgs and robots do stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would... I mean, I might be attacked by werewolves, but, you know, otherwise. Yeah. If they're all like Ziev, I'll take that risk. Or, <laughs> you know, the Grushaverse I still would love. And I feel like it wouldn't be that bad if I didn't have powers as long as I didn't live in... See, I feel like I wouldn't last two seconds in the Grushaverse. Like, Ketterdam, no way. And then Ravka, like... I don't know. Either if you if you have powers, then that's t- that's not great. And if you don't, I don't know. Aren't you? There's just like the haves and haves nots. It seems yeah. like, and it seems like that's a bad place to be. But that's true everywhere, I guess. If I could be, if I could be like the ruling class of somewhere, or like you know, like yeah, ma- like yeah, born well. What what world do you think you would never survive in? Uh, Red Rising. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> no way. I don't think I have the stomach for that. <laughs> Even if I had all the pulse fists and all the razors and all the... I think that would be more stuff. dangerous for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
I would slice my own hand off with a razor for sure. If I lived in Red Rising, I actually think I'd be best off if I was a Martian who lived underground and didn't know that the rest of the world existed. Like a red? Yeah. You'd rather be a red? Yeah. I wouldn't want to be, but I just feel like that would be like the, my best chance of survival. And then like none of them live long to begin with. I know. But I might be happy not knowing any better. Well, I am super excited for Iron Gold to come out because that's coming out January 16th and I just pre-ordered it. I'm excited too. I haven't pre-ordered though because there's a trilogy. (sighs) I know. And did you finish the Sons of Ares comics? Yes, I did read those. They were okay. I I wasn't like blown away by them, but... They were almost too short, but it was cool to get more of a backstory for Fitchner or whatever his name is. Yeah, Fishner and Brynn. It was just wasn't long enough to be, like, meaty enough for me. Yeah, I didn't really get sucked in because it was so quick. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, over before I even had a chance to kind of get into it. And as much as I love backstories, prequels alone are kind of hard because you do know how it ends. So, mm-hmm. it you know, you sort of have to – what, like, new inter- – like, what – how are you going to make it interesting without, you know – like just repeating what happened, I feel like yeah. that can be really hard sometimes. Or if people read it out of order, like you can't really give anything away. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> I was reading about some, if they were going to do short stories or like additional books for Six of Crows. Yeah. And um, so she said that she has no plans for any short stories. No. And... Nope. And she's like, it's a big maybe, maybe if she's going to do even any future books. Um, but there is an audiobook for Six of Crows. And I'm kind of curious to read that because I kind of like, I don't like re- listening to audiobooks if I haven't read the book because it's too hard for me to follow along. Mm-hmm. But I do like listening to audiobooks after I've read a book. Interesting. I could see that. Because sometimes they do voices. Like, um, I guess in Six of Crows, they cast different people for the six main characters. Oh, cool. So, it, yeah, so it's not just, like, one person reading all the roles, which can be kind of terrible. Um, like, the Shades of Magic audiobook, it's just one guy doing all the voices, and it's not great. It can be really hard to follow dialogue if one person's doing it. Yeah. I've learned from reading Dune aloud with James. Yeah, it's, like, it's hard to get... You get people confused, I think, even if they try to do voices. And sometimes the voices are just terrible. Like, Cal sounds like a 60-year-old smoker in The Shades (laughs) of Magic. And, like, do you remember the scene whenever Lila goes... It's, like, really early on when Lila goes to the ship that she's sleeping in. And burns it down. And that guy... Yeah, and burns it down. The guy... I forget his name, but the guy who, like, she pays rent to, his voice is so scary that when it started playing, my dog started barking uncontrollably, and I had to turn it off because she, like, flipped out. Oh, poor Banjo. (laughs) I think that would actually be, like, a really fun job if I just had to read books on audio tape, except I remembered I can't pronounce anything and reading out loud stresses me out, (laughs) so I take that back. I hope they get paid well because, I mean, to read a whole book by yourself, like the guy who did Game of Thrones, he's uh, brilliant, but that is such a huge undertaking. Sometimes I read aloud to myself so that I can make it take longer because you know how quickly you can read in your head versus how quickly you can read out loud. So like if I'm like near the end and I just want to like enjoy the experience, sometimes I'll read out loud to myself. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) cute. I can't do that on the shuttle. (laughs) It's bad enough that I, like, am scribbling furiously in a journal. I think, I don't think people would like that. (laughs) So I think I told you on this podcast when James and I started reading together, but he, like, gets embarrassed whenever I read out loud to him, like, in public 
so he never lets we like haven't <laughs> read very much <laughs> and then I don't like him to read to me because I like to follow along so if he reads to me I have to like be able to look over his shoulder and read also so it's just been going very very slowly but it's been interesting I thought you just read at home like to each other in the evening well I I when I'm into a book I need to read everywhere all the time yeah so we started yeah, it right around when we were doing our cross-country road trip. So when he was driving, I would read to him sometimes, except once he fell asleep while driving. Like, not, <laughs> like, he didn't, like, completely fall asleep oh, no. yet, but he started, like, dozing off and, like, you know, on the highway when you, like, hit those, the the loud thing. Oh, like the rumble The strength. rumble, yeah. So all of a sudden I was like, whoa, what happened? And he goes, sorry, I, you were putting me to sleep. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's not <laughs> I good. guess we'll stop doing that. It's also, like, it's crazy to think. So we read, like, 20 books. For this podcast, and I've read this year 52 books so far this year. So, like, because we read half a book, like, just like this is like a huge chunk of my reading has been all this YA fiction. Same here, which I'm not complaining about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, th- I still read a lot in between though. Yeah, I just have trouble just like some of my weird things, which we've already talked about, but like in between, I have to like try to finish a book or else. I get weird. (laughs) Yeah, I've gotten better at being able to read two books at once, though. Before, I used to never be able to do that. But now, like, I can juggle two books pretty well. Yeah. They have to be different enough for me, which I think is part of the problem. Like, because I just love this genre and this kind of stuff so much. Like, I can't read another, like, piece of fiction that sucks me into a different world too too much. Because I... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just finished Wonder. Did you... Because you told me about that yeah, one. Yeah, I loved it. And that was so great. And I read all the short stories, too. Although it was like a knife to the heart. I know. I mean... So much of it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You made me so sad. But it was so well done. Because it was just done. like, why are kids so mean? But they are so mean. I feel like oh, it captured it really well. But they're also kids, so they do have like redeemable... Yeah. Like, they're, they can be better. Yeah, I guess so. I just... I was just trying to remember like back in middle school and I was like were people that mean and then I was like I guess some people were but like I don't know it was just it was so hard to see that poor kid put up with so much cruelty yeah it was but he handled it like a champ and he made everyone else around him better and there were still some really good kids too I don't know I agree what what's the favorite your favorite book you read this year that we didn't read for our podcast Ooh. I have to pull up my Goodreads so that I, I have to can. go through my. <laughs> I just asked that question. I was like, "That was not on the list of questions we were going to ask each other." That's and all. Now good. I kind of screwed it myself over too. <laughs> I read the Book of Dust, the other Philip Pullman book that just came out, and it bored me, and that was super disappointing. That doesn't sound good. I know, and I love his trilogy. Like you know, we did readings from at our wedding from the Amber Spy class. That's true. I love so, like, that you I did love that. By that the way. series. <laughs> But that, it just didn't do it for me. I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson was one of my top books of the year. Oh, I read that. Um, what else did I really like? A Man Called Of or Ove. I haven't heard of that. It's really good. It's about like a grumpy old man who just like lives in this neighborhood in like Sweden or something and this younger family moves in next door and it's just kind of, he's like a curmudgeonly old man and his interactions oh. with everyone in the neighborhood. That sounds funny. It, he reminded me a lot I, of my grandpa, so I think that was part of oh. why I liked it. Hmm, what else? I like Sourdough. It was kind of different. Oh, I didn't read that. It was... Is it nonfiction? No, it's by Robin Sloan, who wrote Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore, which is one of my favorite books. I love that one. And it's sort of... It's like totally this world, but it's a little. It's always a little bit like kind of futuristic, almost. So the main character in this book is a software engineer who lives in San Francisco, and she really mm-hmm. likes 
food and basically gets a sourdough starter and like gets really into making sourdough bread but that they're like I don't want to give anything away but it's just kind of like a cool like food technology kind of story but even better was Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore which (laughs) I haven't even heard of that is I I love books about books or books about readers or books about bookstores (laughs) okay (laughs) but um that one was also like kind of a San Francisco, a little bit kind of techy, a little bit more than the regular world, but not quite futuristic. I don't really know how to explain it. But he like stumbles upon this bookstore where like not that many people come and no one seems to buy anything, but there's like these weird books there and this guy's kind of like trying to figure out what's really going on at this secret bookstore. Mm. That's good. Sounds like it's a cover for something else. It's good. I read The King Killer Chronicles this year, which I've been meaning to read for forever. Again, one of those on my TBR list that I never got around to reading. And it was so good. I need to read that. It was stunningly good. And there's still one coming out, but they're very, very long. Um, So I don't know when the next one's going to be out. But it is being made into um, a TV series, and Lin-Manuel Miranda is behind it, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, because it has to do with music a lot and... I don't know, I just, it's it's so beautifully written. And that's like one thing, I think a lot of the books we read this year were really exciting and interesting, but none of them stood out to me as like a truly the writing. beautifully written book. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and to read something that actually is gorgeous to read, it was really kind of refreshing. I think that's, I think I'll give you the sun, you should read that. I think you'll like it. I have read that. Oh, you have. Did you like it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I absolutely did. I just remember, like, for, like just the way things were phrased, even. I just was like, ooh, I love that. Um, I also read The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue, which is just kind of fun. I don't know if you heard about I that. I haven't heard about that one. Is it nonfiction? No, it's YA. Oh, okay. But it's about, like, a young man who goes on, like, a tour of Europe um, with his best friend and his sister. And there's, like, pirates involved. And he's, like, a very fun, fun-loving kind of character. And they get into all sorts of trouble. Um, Sounds right at my It ass. was cute. Yeah. <laughs> pirates? You got me. You had me at pirates. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I read... It was a book written by, like, two college friends. And they, like, emailed each other for three years while they lived in different countries. And then put this book together. So, you know, it's kind of memoir-ish. But it was, like, told in yeah. letters back and forth. Um, called Graduates in Wonderland. The Adventure... The International Misadventures of Two Almost Adults. And it wasn't like amazing or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's really these two girls' story and they're real. It, they took their real emails. But I like love the oh, idea so of 20 something year olds trying to figure things out and like going around the world and like maintaining mm-hmm. that friendship long distance. I think that really just like appealed. To, I think I read that right after I, or like you know, something about my friends are not around very much. So yeah, I like that idea too. And, cause, and it's cool that it's an email form because you can like, I don't know. I think that that's just kind of an interesting way of writing. Like when you write an email, I feel like it's different from how either you text or how you talk on the phone. It's like, yeah, it's very different. So that'd be fun to read. Have you read Pillars of the Earth? Oh, Katie, that is my favorite book. Okay. I love that book. Have you read A Column of Fire, the third one? that came out this year no i didn't i've read world without ends okay so what is it oh column of fire yeah so column of fire was just released this year and it was up for goodreads book of the year in the historical fiction category and i was so excited because i love pillars of the earth and world without end i thought was also really good but i was pretty disappointed with a column of fire that's probably my biggest disappointment oh, read no. of the year it wasn't like terrible it's just like when those two were so good it yeah. wasn't 
it wasn't amazing. And it's still really, really long. You know, it's like a thousand some pages or something. And you're like... I don't know what it was about the Pillars of the Earth. I think it was just the characters, how compelling they were. Like Ellen and Jack and Tom and Philip and just like... Also, just like the beauty of building something to last through the ages, I thought was really kind of compelling. And like, it, and, and just how like, I don't know, the how it goes, it takes place over so many years. And so many different social classes, but it really was kind of like mm-hmm. ordinary-ish people still. I think that was one of my problems with The Call on the Fire. While the main characters are still like nobodies, they're like working for Queen Elizabeth and like, you know, Mary Queen. Like they're two they're telling too much, like, actual historical stuff, which isn't bad, but it's just, like, Aww. not like not part of what drew me to the series in the first place of, like... Like, there wasn't a good narrative. Yeah, and there wasn't... It wasn't all taking place in Kingsbridge, and there wasn't, like, a cathedral being... You know, there wasn't, like, a central... It was, like, about the... <laughs> it wasn't a Pillars of the Earth. It wasn't Pillars of the Earth. It was, like, decent historical fiction, but just, like, not what I wanted from that series. Even um, World Without End, I didn't think was nearly as good. Yeah. I mean, I read it and I liked it, but... Yeah. No, I agree. Pillars of the Earth, I would recommend to people without saying you have to read the whole series. I think my most disappointing book of the year was The Hangman's Daughter. Oh, really? I haven't read it yet. Yeah, because... And you were the one who told me about it, and I was like, oh my god, this sounds so great. One of the sequels deals with the werewolf of Bedburg that we talked about for our Lunar Chronicles research. I read the first one, and it started out really good, and then it got so slow and so boring that I, like, barely made it through. Oh, man. And I didn't read any of the other ones because I was just so bored with it. Did you read The Grown Up by Jillian Flynn this year? No, I didn't even know she came out with another book. It's like a short story. Like, it's like 70 pages or something. So it's not short, short, but it's, you know, not a full novel. But it was, it's up your alley. You should read it. Okay. I love Julian Flynn, so that won't be hard. Yeah. It's fun, I think. It's also like 52 books. I know, like, that's like roughly a book a week for the year, which is... Seems mm-hmm. like a lot of reading, but also only fifth. Like when I think about how many books I buy and everything, I'm like, this whole year I only read fifty some books. Like it doesn't seem like that many. Well, you usually read like eighty five. That's books true. A year. This was kind of a slow year. <laughs> also, the year's not over. I've got a. I'm off for the last week and a half. So yeah, there you go. All right. Well, we're at the one minute mark. What What are our parting words for 2017? Oh, and we haven't done a joke yet. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I keep forgetting Should we do a joke, joke and then our parting words? <laughs> yes, you tell me a joke, okay. please. Okay, so this is also holiday-themed. What do you call someone who doesn't believe in Santa? Sad. <laughs> I don't know. What? A rebel without a clause. <laughs> I like it. Appropriate for the season. Okay, yeah, what are, what are our parting words? Are they to our audience, to each other, to the podcast? To the world? <laughs> to the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Um, I think it. my parting words are, if we've learned anything this year, it's don't keep secrets from other people, especially the readers. <laughs> yes. And my other word of advice, don't keep secrets. My other word of advice is um, don't, don't pose questions if you're not going to answer them. And more short stories is always a good idea. Yes. And more pirate princes. And interact with us on social media because... I'm running out of dad jokes. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> we should tell people how to do that. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at mnktalkya at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram at mnktalkya, and we're on Facebook. Yep. And, and we'd love to hear from you. We do. We love it. Cool. Oh, okay. Well, we will see you in 2018. Bye, bookworms. And as Katie did <laughs> this week, go get a library card. <laughs> Thank you.
M&K Talk YA is produced and edited by Marissa Snyder and Katie Bradford. Original music composition by Timothy Milkey. Logo design by Marissa Snyder. For updates and extras, visit mnktalkya.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We would like to thank James Tobias, Chad Snyder, Meredith Kelfie, and Michael Howard for all of their support. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.